Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham and a thoroughly entertaining match to take away from the uh, one guy at number 10 who can't get anything right. Uh, restrictions and we don't need to talk about COVID and the whole football thing. Spurs being kicked out of Europe even though their following rules are being safe for COVID. We don't need to talk about that even though I just have. Uh, but yeah, thoroughly entertaining game, two apiece against Liverpool. Uh, so much to talk about in just one 90-minute game of football. Got two great guests with me. Uh, Connor from the COP Council. Uh, so we've got a Liverpool and Tottenham perspectives on here. So Connor, how are you doing? Thanks so much for coming on. And uh, where can people find your, your channel? Absolute pleasure, man. Thank you for the invite. And yeah, uh, the no Council on YouTube. Uh, of course, Liverpool content. Uh, of course, speaking about everything Liverpool. And uh, yeah, certainly about this game, I have a lot to talk about. So, <laughs> you know, so, yo, thank you for having me on, mate. No problem, no problem. My pleasure. And Orin, who you will all know from as Mr Spurs on YouTube and Instagram and, and Twitter. Um, but you've got your own channel as well. Uh, firstly, thanks so much for coming on as well. Uh, and yeah, where can people find your channel? Um, well, you pretty much just said, uh, first of all, thank you for having yeah. me on. Um, no problem. YouTube, Instagram and uh, Twitter. I'm starting to try and put more um, emphasis on making more videos and content. Just pretty much giving my thoughts of games, players, um, whatever's going around Spurs, just giving my own honest view. So, yeah, and this game is going to be good Good to talk about. Excellent. Uh, I asked where you can find your channels. I know because I put it in the description. It's on the yeah. description okay. so you can find it there. Um, but, yeah, so there's no excuse for you to not uh, go onto those great channels. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Uh, while you're watching this, hit the like, hit the subscribe. Uh, and yeah, uh, let's get talking about uh, a game. Uh, got one comment from John Moore. I suspect a Liverpool fan. We have the best league in the world with the worst refs. Kane should have seen red, and Jota was a stonewall penalty joke, which we will definitely come onto those later. But let's start on a positive note. So I'll start with you, Connor. Uh, ignoring all the VAR and controversy and everything, was that the most entertaining game in the Premier League this season? Uh, obviously, if you're a neutral, which none of us are, but uh, uh, you, you can appreciate an entertaining game, even if it's one of your team. But yeah, most entertaining game this season so far? I would say no, personally, because I think the most entertaining game of the season was probably Liverpool versus Brentford in 3-3. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was. I think if you're looking for, you know, I think many people also say Liverpool-Man City. Um, I think that game was like, of course, you know, very high level, high intensity game. Um, but it was certainly up there. You know, I think, look, both teams wanted all three points. Both teams put everything on the table. Um, of course, you know, no, you know, with us, a couple of, you know, COVID cases didn't help um, before the game. And I know yous of, you know, yours are coming back from, obviously, coming out of your COVID period. So, you know, Spurs were full, full energised, Liverpool a bit battered due to it. But look, it was a very, very entertaining game. Um, and if it wasn't for, of course, VAR and referee decisions, in my personal opinion, it would have been even better uh, spectacle yeah. for fans. But yeah, that's that's just sadly Premier League football. Yeah, and uh, we'll definitely get into VAR and all of that nonsense later. But uh, Ovin, I mean, most entertaining game of the season for us, for Spurs fans, it's probably been our most entertaining game since 2016-17. Uh, Certainly, it's the most entertaining, it's more entertaining in 190 minutes than it's been for about a year and a half, probably since the Manchester United 6-1 win. Um, but yeah, I mean, ignoring the VAR for a moment, uh, what did you think of the game uh, as a spectacle? 
Yeah, it, it was probably for so for Spurs. Being a Spurs fan, it was one of the most entertaining games for a long time. Um, just how the team played, and in previous you know uh, streams and, and my videos, I say that Spurs need to be a team again in order to start thriving, to start playing. You know where Spurs fans would like them to be and be a threat to the likes of Liverpool um, and the other teams. So I felt that that's what made it exciting for me to see that Spurs playing as a team. They weren't afraid. Um, they didn't really sit back and absorb everything like the previous encounters against Liverpool. And for me, truthfully, the, the Liverpool games are always exciting because I talked about it in my um, my pre or my match pre-match thought of the game. And I thought that we were always thinking that Liverpool beat Spurs. 5-0, 6-1, it just destroyed them, even the Champions League. But for some reason, those games are always close. Always, you know, Spurs take the lead and Liverpool um, will come back and score two goals. Usually, you know, it for me, it's it's that was that was a classic Liverpool-Spurs game. The fact that Spurs should have won, Liverpool should have won. Fair enough, it was a draw. But normally, two seasons, or last season, sure, if you can remember, Spurs were bad, you know, and went against Liverpool and Liverpool won, I think it was 2-1 and I can't remember they score 2-0. Again, so for me, that's what was exciting. I think those games for me are always exciting just to see the narrative, you know, who would win. So yeah, it would be for me the Spurs best entertaining game of uh, the season so far. Yeah, and uh, a couple of comments from John Moore again. Uh, if Kane goes when he should, we win that game. Uh, we'll get on to this a bit later on as well. Uh, also, did Tottenham play really well or did Liverpool play so badly just make them look good? Uh, but we'll definitely get on to that a bit later. But yeah, let's go on to the... I, I, I've put a banner up here, which is a bit of stupid wording. One red card, should it have been two? I think everyone who watches football can agree that should have been two. Uh, but personally, I think Keynes was a yellow card given. Robertson then has to be a red... is a red card. But because Keynes got a yellow, Connor has to be a yellow. Uh, but really, both should have gone. And obviously, it's a completely different game if we go down to 10 men, although I do think we'd have created chances at how open you were. Um, but we'll come on to that a bit later. But um, yeah, and uh, I mean, <laughs> this question here, there's not really anything that can be said that hasn't been said on TV or Twitter. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a question, to be honest, even though there's a question mark. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Robertson was completely out of frustration, maybe because of the game, maybe because of the lack of the red card. But, I mean, Kane said he thought he got the ball. I mean, he's obviously going to say that. He's not going to come out and say, yeah, I could have uh, broken the guy's leg. But, I mean, yeah, well, what was your initial thoughts about it, um, um, Connor? Uh, I'm pretty confident I know what you're going to say. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a red card, mate. I think, look, if if you're saying that, you know, if anyone says it's not a red card, um, then I think you're a bit blind. Um, but it's the, the thing that is very, very annoying for me is the whole officiating of it. You know, look, mm. people can make mistakes. People, you know, in, in real time, people can make mistakes. That's what VAR is for. Mm. And, and look, VAR is not the problem here. It's the people that are using it. Again, yeah. it's the same conversation that we're having week in, week out, year in, year out. It's the same thing. And it's the fact that we've got these referees and they've been the same referees or roughly the same referees for the last, what, 10 years in the Premier League. And it's not going to change. It's not never going to change until, you know, the new 
um, you know, breed of, you know, Premier League referees come in. It's a red card, end of. And what the funniest thing is that, I, like, I was looking at it last night and the VAR turned around and said that it was because Robinson jumped slightly, that's the reason why the red card wasn't yeah. given. I mean, that doesn't make a difference, does it? You know, just because he hasn't snapped his leg because it's on the floor, yeah. it doesn't make well, a difference. It, 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 it's that exactly. Well, it's that exactly, mate. It's like VAR practically saying they're waiting for Robinson to break his leg, waiting for <laughs> Harry Kane to break his leg. And, and in my opinion, I think it's very, very wrong. And look, they're trying, and they keep on saying they're trying to protect players this, they're trying to protect players that. Mm. If Robinson doesn't jump, it's a broken leg, end of. And the mm. fact that, you know, Sky Sports, you know, Jamie Rettenup said maybe because he's England captain, maybe that's why he hasn't got the red card. It's like, yeah. what, a, what an absolute load of nonsense. Of course, he's the English darling when it comes to Sky Sports and that. And I just think... Well, um, I, I do have to disagree with you slightly there because, because he was in... Before he was England captain, he used to have to go on and then uh, defend himself about diving and stuff like that, which he should because if you're diving, you're diving. But people like Mo Salah... Uh, uh, Fernandez, other players like that don't have to go on there. So he has had a bit of um, treatment like that. But I mean, like you say, anyone who says, "Oh, it's not a red card," I would have Tommy to, on. How you doing, I'd, Tommy? I'd have to a little bit of a disagreement. Sorry, I'm late. Sorry, I'm late, chap. Sorry, I'm late. No problem. Cool, cool. Yeah, sorry, Connor. No, I'd have to disagree with that a little bit because I think the thing with me with Harry Kane, and it's not so much this foul it's I, I know all of you as a Tottenham fans but for me one thing that's annoying slightly as well is where defenders go up in the air and this has been a thing for Harry Kane for quite some time where he'll watch the defender go up in the air and then go into the back of him where then the player then over rotates into Harry Kane and something will land on the floor terribly now look maybe that's me watching it you know I've seen it for a couple of seasons and it's the dirty, it's like the Sergio Ramos tactics in football. It is. That, that's what it is. But when there'll be a come, there'll be a day where Harry Kane will do that and a player will get seriously injured from it. And it's whether or not, you know, will it come sooner rather than later? But for me, I think that, yeah, it's 100% red cards. And for me, I freaking hate Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how are you? obviously this is a Spurs podcast, so let's quickly get a little bit of how he came defending in, Tommy. Um, but John Moore said, VAR is a joke. What's the point in it? I completely agree with that. Kane didn't see red because he's England captain, which is a joke. I mean, Alan Shearer, who was England captain, said the, the people who say that are probably right. Obviously, he was England captain. But, I mean, Tommy, it, there's no doubt that Kane was extremely lucky and really should have gone. And, and how... The VAR don't tell whoever the referee was to go and have a look at that Kane thing, but they do for the Robertson thing. I do, I do think with the Robertson thing that if uh, Emerson's foot is planted, that could be a leg breaker as well. It's lucky that both Robertson and uh, Emerson's legs were not planted on the floor. But I, I, what did you think of it, Tommy? And, and Kane to go? Kane should have gone. What, what do you think? Firstly, firstly, Robertson's challenge was a different sport. I don't know. That's taekwondo, karate. That's he's in a different sport with that kick. It was less of a less damaging actually, because you know I, I can't remember. Oh, it was on Royal, wasn't it? It was on Emerson Royal. He, yeah. he, the worst he can wake up with is a bruise. Is a heavy bruise. Uh, whereas whereas Kane could have, you know, he could have broke someone's ankle. Easily could have broke someone's ankle. Hmm. However, I don't like the doctrine of he had his uh, he had his stud showing. 
I mean, how can you? You can't slide tackle without your slug, your, your stud showing, unless you just keep your foot on the floor and slide on the floor. I don't, I don't get that. I think that's a, I think that's a petty excuse. And sometimes you have to look at it in real time. And in real time, we, as Spurs fans, we had our, you know, we had our hearts in our mouths. We were like, oh, okay, this could be, yeah, this could be bad. This could be bad. And once it's given the yellow, for me, it's not a definite error. It was his studs weren't that far off the ground. That they were off the ground and he missed a ball and he got his ankle. It could have turned out very bad. But that for me, you can't stop those cha- if you stop those challenges, then there's a pro- there's a problem in football. By the letter of the law, should it have been a sending off? Yes. Was it obvious, obvious? I don't think it was as obvious as Emerson Royal's penalty, put it that way. That was a definite penalty. Like, that should have been a Liverpool penalty. For me, if you slow that down, it looks far, far worse. Um, I, think, I think some of the things they've been sending players off was definitely on the ball. He was definitely going for that ball. And if he doesn't go for that, the manager's going to lecture him. Maybe not Harry Kane because he's Harry Kane. But, you know, the, com- the common man, if, if he doesn't go for that ball, you're going to lecture him. And I don't, I don't think it was an out and out. Uh, sending off like like uh, you know some decisions are if it was if his leg was raised raised any higher perhaps but that's a slight challenge that's how you've got to raise your foot to make a slight challenge it's as simple as that yeah I, I, I do agree with your comment Connor that if 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 Robertson's foot is planted it's a completely different challenge regardless of how high it is or whatever like that and and we, we've seen a lot lot less from VAR being sent off uh, <laughs> John Moore with VAR uh, Love to know why we can't hear what's being said in the VAR room. I assume it's uh, them talking about the Strictly Come Dancing final rather than what's happening <laughs> on the pitch. But, uh, Orvin, uh, what, what's your take on the um, Kane challenge and, and the, the, you know, he gets special treatment because he's England captain? What's your take <laughs> on, on everything? I think, you know, the narrative is always set. You know, uh, Jimmy Redknapp and, and uh, Carragher was quickly to say this and... Uh, Jamie Redknapp was said about England captain and set the narrative. So it's a slide tackle. Is Kane maliciously going for him? Of course he's not. It's a slide tackle. He's sliding. It's a challenge that, will, you know, five years ago would get fans up on their feet. It really would. And if, you know, this if uh, Robinson's leg was planted or broken it, that's what Klopp was saying. Now, Klopp is probably remembering the incident that happened with Elliot, I think Liverpool youngster. He broke his ankle through a tackle. You also have to remember last year, or is it the season before, when Robinson went in in Tanganga, which was yeah. a far worse challenge, and he didn't even get booked for it. No. Yet no one said anything. No one said that Robinson, oh, he got special treatment because he plays for Scotland. So I feel that Harry Kane was 50-50. I really do. It, it could have gone either way. The Robinson one was completely different because Harry Kane's going for the ball. He's not going for the man. Robinson kicked Royale. He literally kicked out on him. And you can see the different intent. Like I said, if Harry Kane was frustrated and he just went to the lunge in, yeah, definitely. Red card straight away. But the fact he's sliding in, getting the ball in the heat of the moment, as um, you know, everyone expected. Like when I saw the challenge, I was like, oh come on, really? You're gonna give a foul for that? It's a full body challenge. Then it gets slowed down, really, really slowed down, and it does make the incident look worse than it actually was. Whereas Robinson's one from the start, you were like, he's just kicked him. He, that's, that's all he's done. He hasn't tackled him. He hasn't gone for the ball. He's kicked him. It was a yellow card. And I and I said at the time, or was thinking at the time, just give Robinson a yellow card. Don't don't give him a red. The reason both why could have been yellows. Because, I agree. both could have yeah, been yellows. Just, just make it yellows because it was a very exciting game. Players should be allowed, not necessarily to do that, but we can understand. And 
with the whole VAR situation and referees, we're always saying they should let the game go more. But then when something like this happens is, oh, they should have taken. It's football in a way in the last four or five years has become soft. It's It really has. It's become you, you can't really touch players anymore. If you do touch them, they go down. It's a penalty. It's not a penalty. So understand the referees because the referee have to make a decision based on what they're seeing. And I think what helped Kane as well was that he ended up with the ball. Yes, it came off his hand, but he still ended up with the ball and he carried on. With Emerson Royale, Robinson didn't end up ball, uh, with the ball. Robinson knew exactly what he was doing. Robinson just wanted to clear a mind. And I feel that's why Turney went to the VAR, saw the, the challenge on Robinson and thought, yeah, he's he's going in there with intent. He's purpose. He's not caring about the ball. It's not a missed kick. He's purposely lashed out at Emerson Royale. So that's dangerous. Whereas the Keane one, because he did look at it VAR, and they must have thought he's sliding in. He's not full force, like aggressiveness. He's just sliding in, and it's a slight challenge. It's a late challenge. We've seen it happen over and over. And that's why it was a yellow card. He was he still got yellow carded. Um, not that the, the Kane incident kind of, I don't know, changed the game because not even the Robinson, because not like Spurs scored a goal after Robinson gets sent off. So I just felt that Kane was 50-50, though I understand the yellow, whereas Robinson was a red. Though I do believe that because they didn't send Kane off, they should have sent Robin, they shouldn't have sent Robinson off. So I'd say both were yellows. I would give both yellows and just go like, just play the game, just let, let the game play on, because it's yeah. kind of we're talk we're not talking about that instead of talking about how good the game was. So can it's I, taken uh, away a wee bit well, from we, the game. We won't be talking it for much longer because we'll move on to other. Yeah. Can I just can I just say the Harry the Harry Kane tackle was never going to VAR, never went to VAR. I think it did They're go ready. to VAR, didn't no, it? No, but they no, obviously no, decided every, not to. Every decision that's every decision that's made on the field is checked by VAR. Well, I'm sure the commentators said that the VAR have said it's, it's check. Known. Check was done. Every, Sky, every Sky, major got decision. Did he, he, did he get yellow? He got yellow. Okay. Sky Sports. Yeah, he's got Sky Sports. Sky Sports. I'm sure it went to VAR, and then the Sky, Sky Sports, Sports said it. Definitely them. yellow cards. They definitely check yellow cards. They, they, they said check, it. They check everything. They, VAR checks that's everything. What my understanding is that's I'm, what my I'm understanding. I'm just saying they said on Sky Sports, and they said it. It was not checked by VAR. For red cards. They no, they, they said it was checked it. and the check was dismissed it. They probably yeah. quickly dismissed it, but I'm sure if it was but a yellow card, I think they have to check it. It probably yeah. it, it didn't get checked for longer. Maybe they should have checked it for longer. Well, they certainly it, should it, either way, it should have been a red card. Uh, Robertson's was a red card. Both should have been a red card. Or if you're going to give Kane a yellow card, you've got to give Robertson a yellow card because it's a similar challenge. What I would say with Kane is 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 he hasn't got the ball. He's got it with his hand, but he's going with it with his foot. So he's not got anywhere near the ball. It could have been a leg breaker. And, and for me, it's a red card. But we've got quite a few comments about this. Scott saying, I love the idea that Kane being England captain had anything to do with it. He's been captain for years and we barely get calls. Amazing that against Premier League golden boys, it suddenly matters. <laughs> oh dear, calm down, calm down, Scott. John, John Moore, it, if it can break someone's leg, it's got to be a red card. Don't know how anyone can say it. it's not really. Uh, goes on to say he didn't even get the ball. At what point did Kane get the ball? I do agree with that. I, and, and I saw him going in for that and said, I thought, be careful, be careful, because he was going in at pace. Uh, Scott's also put another comment on, I'm not going to read it, but essentially he's not a fan of Liverpool and wants to see City win the league. That's all I'll say about it. We, 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 uh, what I will say, Scott, Typical. is uh, I've, I've got Liverpool fans on here, Liverpool fans in the chat. Let's not start an argument here. Um, <laughs> be nice, uh, be nice. Yeah, Jamie Phillips, how are you doing, Jamie? 
Both red cards should have been down to nine men. I, I'm not sure where you thought the um, second sending off was, <laughs> Jamie, if, if you can let me know that. Um, should have been two pens. Refs are a joke. Um, and a couple from John Moore. Biggest problem with the Kane one wasn't even looked at by VAR, which I didn't realise. I'm, I'm sure that they said on Sky Sports that it was uh, cleared by VAR, but well, I could be wrong. Every, every VR um, check, every, yeah, every decision that happens like that is checked by yeah. VR. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. But um, um, Connor, uh, VAR part two. How many penalties should there have been? I think we're all pretty clear and confident. Uh, Jota was an absolute dead sir. And, and the reason that clock got given, I mean, how dare a striker, you know, slow himself down to steady himself in a shot? How dare he? I, I, but I, I think the Winks one was, was a good shout for Penn. It wasn't a clear-cut one, but he's gone into the back of him and... Um, I mean, it's very clumsy and you see them given, whether it's in the penalty box or just outside, I'm not sure. Um, oh, and uh, uh, Jay, Jamie Phillips has said the second yellow for Royal for the pen. I think he got a yellow after that for the push on Mane. Uh, we've also got uh, a Spurs 72. How you doing? No, uh, he's, right. Moore no says, he's right. He, he got a yellow card before that as well, before, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, did he? So oh, that right, would have been yeah. the sending off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been oh, the right. sending it's off. Another red pen. card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and uh, it, Wayne Bonham in the chats. How you doing, Wayne? <laughs> oh dear, this is turning into a bit of an angry thing. I'm going to have to turn to Jerry Springer here. Uh, yeah, watching man, Klopp act and cry like a smart <laughs> little child. I, I do think with the sending off, the Kane thing, and the Jota penalty, he has got a point there. But we'll come on to him a bit later. But yeah, Connor, uh, I, Jota definite penalty. Winks. <laughs> I, I think. I think that could have been given. Delhi for me, should have been booked for his one. If he puts as much focus into trying to score a goal than he does not going down. And we'll come to Delhi because he had a really good game. <laughs> but for me, he's just looking for that all the way. But um, penalties for you, obviously. We don't have to talk about the Jota one, really, because that was obvious penalty. Yeah, um, no yeah how many penalties for you? <laughs> it's not obvious. It, it, is, it is obvious. Like, yeah, I don't know right. what much obvious from it, but... For me, it's just one pen, and that's Jota's. I think Joel Matip, the Joel Matip one on Winks, it's clumsy. It's very clumsy. But for I me, he, yeah. it's he never hasn't a got pen. the ball at all there. So it's it, well, it's not similar to Kane. It's similar to Kane in the sense that he didn't get the ball, but obviously he hasn't. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, any he's just breaking anyone's legs or bones. But it's a very silly challenge, I think. It's, and it's it's clumsy. It is, and maybe on a different day, yes, it does get given. But for me, it's not. It's one of those ones where. I think Winks tries to shoot at it and Matip's just trying to get in the way or like ju- jump up to try and block it. And it's, you know, it, he's gone down from that. The Deli Ali one, I think, is simulation. Um, yeah, I think, I think he should I, be booked for that. I think he's tried to, I think he's just felt <laughs> something and just gone down. Um, and for me, yeah, I think Jota's is clear and obvious. It's a, it's a penalty. Um, surprised. I, I don't, can't even remember if that actually got checked by VAR. I don't think it did, but again, it's... I think just all penalty to... appeals do, don't they? Even if they're... I think even Delhi's one got a, a checked, but it was waved away fairly quickly. I'm, I'm, I'm too honest with you, mate. I'm not sure. It's so frustrated about the Harry King one itself. No, I'm kidding. But it's it's just... Again, again, it's VAR. I don't really want to speak about VAR again, but, you know, everything that Klopp said yesterday was, was facts. Um, <laughs> Klopp, just, Klopp. Just straight facts. Like uh-huh. yeah, some, some, sometimes he has he has one of those like he, he's a fan, and he? he he speaks how he finds, and like that's mm-hmm. what I love about him. And the fact that for me he's he's that passionate about it, I just love the man. But 
yesterday he spoke about the red card. He spoke about you know the jot of penalty, and he was right about it all, in my opinion. And mm. I think, look, of course, you lads will disagree because you're Spurs fans, but I do think it was a penalty, <laughs> penalty for Liverpool, and I think it was a red card. Yeah, I, I do think about those two. He was right. I, I mean. I do think as well, we'll come on to it, his tactics of uh, leaving two at the back with Son and Kane, I think on another day he could have been really left embarrassed there. But we'll come on to that a bit later on. And I do think the Winks had a chance for a penalty. But Owen, uh, <laughs> I'll come to you next. I, I, I sense you're itching to, to discuss this. Yeah. Penalty decisions, Jota, Delhi, Winks, uh, those appeals. Um, none. None of them were a penalty at all. Like... I don't think Delhi wasn't looking for a penalty. You know, it, it's kind of he, he got. You know, Trent did have his hand on him and he fell over. But I think Dalia was going over. He miscontrolled the ball. It's not like he got up and hold his hands up or appeal for it. Um, the Winks one, again, the same thing. Uh, Jota, like from what I saw, was that it was a collision. It wasn't like. I would understand if Emerson Real had purposely bunched him over, pushed him over. But you can, if you watch the replay and slow it down. Now, again, listen to Jamie Carragher, listen to Klopp, listen to um, Jamie Redknapp. They're, of course, they're going to say the, the right things that won't get them in trouble. They're, they're not, you know, pundits who will say, I don't think it was a penalty. For me, it wasn't. Again, you're talking about a football game that has to have physical contact. And last season... How many penalties were given away from players just getting tapped and falling over? This season, you know, VAR got ridiculed for that. That was never a penalty. How could it be? I mean, you're not like to touch players in the penalty area anymore. Now they've went the other way, and I feel it was a good because I would understand if it was a slide tackle Emerson Royale did or he pushed him over with his hand, but he's barely, you know, shielding. He's doing that. And defenders, I feel, in the last two seasons, it's been very difficult to be a defender in the Premiership because players know that all you got to do, especially Mo Salah and, you know, Vardy or any players with pace, they know you get in the box and you fall over. Bruno Fernandes, how many penalties did Bruno Fernandes get when it looked like the player, you know, pushed him and it looked and it wasn't, the player was just sticking his leg out. Bruno knew, knew he was doing it and then falls over. You can remember against Newcastle, Rashford got a penalty that was actually like, you know, the game afterwards, you know, like as in it happened, the incident happened, it went on for a bit, VAR then brought it back and said, it's a penalty. I just don't think that, I think we have to come, as fans, we have to realise that this is a football game. It happens. If the tackle is really bad, if it says, if the defender came and blatantly pushed him over, clumsy, I understand that. But Emerson Real is defending. He's a defender. He's, you know, it's not like, Jota pulls the ball back and he's, you know, um, Emerson will swipe his feet away. It's collision. Turney saw it. He has the best position and he says no. And he did the exact same thing for all. So it's not like he gave uh, Spurs a penalty and then didn't give Liverpool one. It was fair. And I feel that me being a defender when I was younger, I would, you know, any defender today, you know, especially the last year as well. I think that's why Spurs, you know, Eric Dyer was getting really cute because he was defending, player cuts inside, Dyer would like bump him, he'd fall over a penalty. And I just don't think, I don't think any of them were penalty and I don't think the other one, Jota one was a penalty. Um, like I said, I've given my reasons, but that's just my thought. I just don't, I think we have to give defenders opportunities 
and the thing that the referee was good, he gave them opportunities for going yeah, right, I, you know, in the stand. Yeah, I do have to disagree. I think that there's a of push course, and then there's a barge in the back. And Jota, I think it was a stonewall penalty. It's a complete barge back. We've got a lot of comments from this. Keep them coming in. Hit the like and hit the subscribe as well. Uh, I, I can't read them all out. I do apologise. Uh, Simon Jordan's a joke. Uh, uh, Klopp speaking well. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, I, I do have to disagree, Jamie, slightly. Or oh, not disagree, but uh, I mean, do you know Kane's the best at winning penalties when hardly touched? I do have to mention you have no yeah. Salah in your team as well. And you yeah. can literally go around every team in the Premier League and mention a player who goes down without yeah. it. So I, I do think you can't really talk about uh, players go down too easy without saying about players in your own team. But there's no doubt Kane does go down easy. And yeah, for me, Ali right. should be given a yellow card as well. Who's that? Um, who? Mo? Salah. Oh, I didn't know he was playing yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know he's the best player in the world. Yeah, but Tommy, before we get on to the actual game, before we do have to get on to the actual game, Tommy, your thoughts on the penalty appeals? So, uh, someone did say that um, uh, one of the Spurs fans said that Winks was outside the box, so maybe not a penalty appeal, but definitely a free kick appeal or foul. But uh, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on them before we... And, and the handball for the second goal as well. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I have no idea if that should have counted or not, because I have less idea of what the handball rules are now than what Boris Johnson's going to do on day-to-day -day basis. So I have no idea if that should have counted or not. But what, what was your opinion on exactly. that? <laughs> yeah, what was your opinion of uh, uh, right. the, the, the penalty decisions and the second goal? And we'll come to Connor about the second goal in a minute. So firstly, firstly, you put a few comments comments up there. Wayne Bonner, okay. I like this. This is this is one way of looking at it. Um, fair play to the ref yesterday. You let a fair bit go. It's good to see a free-flowing game, especially when it was end-to-end -end like that. It is good to, to see a free-flowing game. Um, and then Spurs 72 afterwards. Big up Spurs and Wayne, by the way. Outside the box, the push on Winks is a free kick. So it's that's a foul. The Winks one is a foul, definitely. Um, but it's this it's the sort of you don't get penalties for that. If it happens in the box, it's one of the it's sort of like yeah. a corner situation where like you can you could be in a headlock and you won't get a penalty from a corner. So it was sort of like it wasn't an out and out penalty. But it was if that was in the if that was uh, uh, the halfway semicircle, it was it's a foul without a shadow of a doubt. So I suppose by the letter of the law, if it's in the penalty box, it should be a penalty. The Emerson one is one hundred percent a penalty. It's you know Emerson is completely lost his man. He lost. He was the he was the one weakness yesterday. Emerson. He was. He was. I thought he did well in the second half because I I thought at half time he's got to come off because if he makes one more foul, he's off. Because the ref will look back at that and turn it up, and he—I don't think he made a foul in the second half, so he deserves credit for that. But <laughs> he definitely gave away a penalty, which just wasn't um, and should have been sent off. Up. Yeah, I forgot about that. That completely escaped my mind. But he was on a yellow card, so he should have been sent off. That was at least a yellow card. So you know things could have been very different. But then going to the Salah one, going to the—that was a handball. That's a handball. She'd never have counted. I mean, I mean that's I mean, a ja ja Jamie has said talking here, about and a I have different phase. I'm talking about different phase <laughs> yeah. of the game. But again, this the is the problem. I have, I have no phase. idea if that's correct or not. If it's, if it's, last year if it's counted, before the halfway no line, idea what the rules are. before the halfway line, that's without a sh shadow of a doubt a different phase of play. It's in the box. It's two seconds before the goal goes in. It's got to be a handball. It's got to be. For me, this is uh, hands down, no pun intended, a handball. You know, it's it's it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Some of the decisions were, were a bit mad yesterday, but 
I'm glad the, the ref didn't pull up on everything. It was it was a mm. fantastic game. I, I do think though it's fine to let things go, but if it's a clear foul or a clear decision, yeah, you can't no, really no, let things no. go. And, and, and Craig, Craig Bowler says uh, referees got mostly for giving away soft penalties last week and get mostly for letting things go a bit more. That's that's the devil's devil's advocate of side of the of the side though, isn't it? Let the play let go. Ask, there penalties, there were sending offs, let the play go. So that's playing devil's let, advocate. Let me ask, yeah. let me ask you and all in this though. Uh, that Jota penalty, if that's Kane, do you have a different opinion saying definite penny's been pushed in the back? No. Because he would because he wouldn't have got it, same as Jota. And I would have been looking at that. Kane has been criticized by this before. Like you said, every player has been criticised. Um, this season, v- VAR knows that because we, we talk about how much do we want to take the VAR away from the referee? Because last season, the referee was just like, we don't know, let the VAR decide. If it happened to Kane, which it has happened to Kane, he didn't get a penalty for it, and we went, okay, move on. But the fact that it seems to be Liverpool or even Man City, it goes on and on and on and on. It's like, look... The referee made a call. It was a heat of the moment. It wasn't a penalty. Even if you say it was a penalty, it wasn't because on the day, the ref didn't give it. So it wasn't a penalty. And the referee is a guy who's in charge. He's he's taught and he's made a decision based on everything that's going around. And the referee said, Jota was looking for it. They're trying to cut that out. So if you want a, if you want a penalty for every time a player goes looking for it, you might as well play football. You might as well tell... All your defend, all your players to go stand in the penalty box and wait to fall over. So I think that the referee is getting slated, but for me, he let the game run, and that's what contributed to a great game. And we can talk about it, and it's all all part of it. And yeah, if it was Kane, I would say the same thing: never a penalty. Even if he got it, like that wasn't a penalty. No way. Yeah, I mean, uh, John disagrees with you saying that you'd, you'd be shouting for it if it happened to Kane. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm a very. That's the thing. I. I'm not judging this because I'm a Spurs fan. I'm a judge this because for the foremost, I'm a football fan. I've watched Liverpool games, Liverpool against Man United. That was just incredible. You know what Liverpool did? Now, I, I watched Man United games. I've, I watch other games other than Spurs games. And I would say that anytime I think of penalties like that, I've always thought automatically that's so soft. It re- I get it, but it's soft. And so if it was Kane, I would have said, if you'd have got it, soft. If he didn't, okay, fair enough. Move on. I'm a football okay. fan before my Spurs fan. Okay, and in, t- in, Connor, in terms of the handball, we've got quite a few comments here. Uh, John Moore, Tottenham have enough time between handball and goal to get vid. Uh, yep. If, if, if Salah scored, it would have been disallowed, but because the keeper saves it, then it's the second phase of play. Unfortunately, that's the rules. Yep. Uh, uh, Spurs perspective now Salah headed the ball onto his hand right after a goal was scored no goal by law <laughs> I have no idea what the rules are so and, um, and, 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 yeah so Connor I mean what's your thought obviously you're going to see want the goal to be scored but in terms of the handball rule I mean are, are you any the wiser on what <laughs> <laughs> the, the rules are for handballs these days uh, me, if the, if the referees don't have a clue, I don't think I have a clue. Um, but no, it 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 is handball. It does touch his hand, but it's an accidental handball. Like I, I've seen someone there, like he headed it into his hand. I don't think he did. I think he went for the header. He missed and it hit his hand. 
Now, the thing on the other phase of play, that's true, I think. I think because it was, I think it was the third phase of play. I think Lloris gets the ball or like parries it away. I think Emerson clears it or someone clears it. And then Spurs have enough time then to go up for the next phase. And then obviously the next phase, then Liverpool score. Now, if it was me, yes, I would be screaming handball. You know, he's touched, touched his hand. Now, for me, once he touched your hand, you know, as me as a kid growing up, that's handball. Handball's handball. Yeah. But that's what Craig says here as well. The rules yeah. can't handle the ball on the pitch. Yeah, kick look, it, it, it is. And the fact that, you know, but that's the law. You know, if we're setting that thing with law, you're setting that thing with law. For me, yeah, it's not a goal. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's a great cross from Trent. Um, again, we'll get, we'll get on to him in a bit later on. Yeah, but he's like, for, for that, it's again, it's unfortunate because I originally thought it Mo headed it. And then it like the goal had happened, but after seeing it with the hands, if it was me, I would be screaming handball. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for the people asking the comments, that is all we're talking about VAR now. We're now going to talk about the game, which a superb game, Tommy. I, I, I don't think any Spurs fans, there may have been some, but that's the most entertaining, that's more entertaining in 90 minutes than we've had in about a year and a half. Uh, and with a kind of depleted team, Liverpool had their depletions as well, which we'll talk about as well. But two players I, I definitely want to talk about. Winks, I thought, was absolutely immense. Had a hand in both of the goals. That The desire to get the ball for the first goal and then the ball, which wasn't the greatest ball. But the the, the desire and, and Winks was only looking forward. Whenever he got the ball, look forward. Pass the ball forward. There's runners there. Pass it forward. Not sideways. Luckily, we've seen him for about a year and a half. And Delhi. We, all we see with him is flicks and flicks and flicks and can't play a pass. But this time, what we saw from him was actual uh, stuff that was coming off and doing stuff, like running with the ball. He's very unlucky not to score. It's a brilliant save by Alisson. But um, it, it, in terms of Conte, he's got a real good problem now. In terms of Winks, Hoiberg and Skip, you can only fit two in, but they've got competition for places. And in Delhi, I guess, is with Lucas's position and Ndombele. Um but yeah, to me, those are the standout performers who, who obviously don't usually stand out. But And Sessignon deserves huge credit because Salah, who's probably the best player in the world at the moment, was kept very, very quiet apart from the uh, second goal. But <laughs> if you restrict Mo Salah to an assist in a game these days, you've done pretty well. But um, yeah, Winks and Delhi, uh, what was your take on their performances? Right, um, so... Wink, I've had Winks back for a very long time. People that know me as a streamer the last eight yeah. or nine months, early on I had his back. Um, but then, you know, the last the last few months he hasn't played. And I've been I've 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 agreed with people and said, you know, this January, we need to sell him. If he's not playing, then we need to mm. sell him. But I always felt it was good enough in a specific role, it was it was always good enough. Um, and I I feel like he is a Barella type player that Conte got the best out of it into Milan. He can, you know, side to side is a little bit um it can be frustrating to watch as a fan, but switching the play is integral. Even if it's only six-yard pass, uh, it, is, it can be integral to give either side a rest. So if you're, if you're bombing it up the left-hand side to be able to get that ball, to, uh, keep possession, get that ball on the other side quick, quickly, uh, and to keep that discipline, because everybody wants to pass the ball forward, it, there's a role for that player. Uh, and Skip's very good at it. I think Winks is probably learning from Skip, which is ridiculous <laughs> if you think about it. Um, but I think Skip, he's he sort of seen himself. He's he sort of seen a young Winks in Skip and he's, he, he probably is helping him in many ways. And yesterday, 
I, I would probably, I'm to and fro in, but I'd probably just edge giving him man of the match because of Deli Ali's. I don't want to say miss because it was a very good save. He probably should have gone to the left hand corner. He should have gone to the That's left hand corner. That's what Defoe said. It was an yeah. unbelievable save. Mm. I did not think Allison saved that in real time. I really did not think Allison saved yeah. that. And when it was a corner, I was like, what? Corner? But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Winks, Winks was very good. Deli Ali shocked me. Deli Ali shocked me because he showed he can pass the ball. So that was yeah. that was that was the most shocking side of it. I know Winks <laughs> has got it in his locker, and I know Deli Ali was a magnificent player with his late runs in the box, Lampard esque back in the day. Uh, but I didn't think he had the passes in him. I didn't think he had that. He was cutting back, and this is Liverpool. You know, this is a good team. Okay, they didn't have Van Dyke. They didn't have a great centre midfield. Their first team centre midfield, but um, you know, the cutbacks, the passing was 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 outstanding, outstanding from Deli. But it's not enough. It's not enough one game. It's a good start um, though, isn't it? He needs to he needs to improve on that and carry on. Whether he'll get the chances is um you know, yeah, I mean I mean I mean that's the original question. He's gotta uh, uh, I was gonna say compete with that. That's not it. It's consistently do that, but it's a good start. But yeah, he's he's gotta do that consistently now. If he can, he, he he's got a, a um chance in this team. And Adam says he thought um Denny was average. Scott uh, thinks uh, Winks and Delhi were actually not that good. They just weren't as terrible as normal. Simply Ace says, uh, 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 let me bring it up. Winks did well. Uh, still not convinced. First good game in three years. Delhi still needs to move on. Craig uh, says, uh, as well as uh, Conte, it's a coaching issue. He's coached them. And Winks sideways and backwards passing is a confidence issue. Doesn't want to lose possession rather than take risks. Which yesterday he took risks. Um, yeah, and uh, Adam says Winks is improving. Uh, and Al Aaron, how you doing, Aaron? Uh, Mr. Scott, when we beat lesser clubs, you were not impressed. When we outplay Liverpool, you were not impressed. There's no pleasing you, lad. I'm not sure we outplayed them. We obviously had a lot of really good chances and, and our, our tactics really worked. But yeah, I mean, Winks and Delhi, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you again, uh, Tommy. Uh, they got future at the club or is this little too, too little too late for you? Being that January is kind of only around the corner. Well, well, you know, I've said it on plenty of streams, my own. Uh, Delhi's the first man I wanted out. I, I just feel like it's good for everyone. It's, it is good for, it helps everyone. Delhi Ali could still have a future. He's 25 years old. We could get some money in a transfer kitty. We could get 20, 25 million pounds. Um, and yeah, it works. It works for everyone for me. I'm not going to be persuaded by one performance, but look, he was outstanding. He was outstanding yesterday. I would have given him a man of the match. As I said, if he, if he put that in. So uh, yeah, he got himself into great positions. The problem is Conte as well. The problem is Conte. I don't even believe we need a number 10 because he doesn't play with number 10s. He never has done. Uh, the only way he plays with a number 10 in an actual number 10 position, because we know he played with Ericsson last year at Inter, but he, he pulled him back into centre midfield. Um, so his 3-5-2s consist of three centre midfielders, not two centre midfielders and a number 10. So uh, And 3-4-3, three, three, you don't have a number 10 anyway. So uh, you have two centre mids and two wingers and a striker. So... Um, even if Deli Ali was great, Lo Celso was great, and then Dombele were great, I think their time, they're going to struggle because of Conte. Uh, he doesn't play with number 10s. I don't think Lo Celso has got, has got the temperament, and Dombele have the temperament to go back into centre midfield. Uh, and I don't think Deli Ali has the range of passing, although he did show it yesterday. So I thought, I feel all three of those future, the future of those three are on the line, massively, mostly yeah. because of Conte. And then Winks. Winks can stick around to be the to be the skip back up. And who knows if he finds his feet on his day, he's, fan he's fantastic wings. But all of those four players, all of those four players, if we lost them, I wouldn't be that bothered. I wouldn't be that bothered. 
over the last two or three years, they've offered nothing. They've offered very, very little. Mm-hmm. And I've got a soft spot for all of them, in a way. I mean, and Belly's the t- most talented player in the in the team, one of the most in the Premier League. He just he just lacks the temperament for me. His ball, that ball to Harry Kane was fantastic. And then we saw his mistake not long after. And that's why he doesn't have the temperament to play centre midfield for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Deli Ali's time's up. I think his time yeah. is up. James said about for a little bit. than Aldi bread. Uh, I go to Morrison, so I wouldn't know Jamie. <laughs> Aldi bread. Aldi's right, man. Aldi's right. For the fresh food, Aldi's right. Aldi's right. Just don't get the tin stuff. Stay away from the tin stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, but, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I wouldn't lose any sleep. If we sold either of them, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah. What do you think, Ovin, with uh, uh, Winks? I, I think I agree with Craig. His, his confidence took an absolute battering. And, and Conte obviously told him the tactic yesterday was obviously attack Liverpool's uh, wide at the back because Alexander Arnold Robertson go forward. Um, yeah. And uh, But if you get in that confidence, he showed what he can do yesterday. Obviously, Liverpool were open, so it obviously makes the pass easier because there's a lot of gaps. Uh, Simply Ace said, Winks and Delhi have offered less than a top League One player in the last three years. And Spurs 72, Owen, says, uh, you wanted Delhi to get that chance, wanted to see a, see him do it a few more times. So what did you think of Ellie? He got his chance. For me, he took his chance, but it's only a chance at the moment. He needs to make that chance his own by doing it on a more regular basis. But what did you think of Winks and, and Delhi in particular? And do they have a future at Spurs for you? Um... Yeah, I think Winks. I did a video um, on one of my cha- on, on the channel. Uh, I did a kind of what if I was a coach. If I was a coach, what I would do is go one on one with Winks, and I would just drill into him, pass the flipping ball forward, pass forward, pass forward, have players running for him to pass forward, and just drill that. It seemed that that's what happened on the training ground the last twelve days because we all know as Spurs fans that Winks has the ability, but he didn't do it. And yes, Delhi and Winks have been slated. Um, I do think that Delhi's been slated more than Winks. But again, we're looking at a Spurs that wasn't a team. Kane and Son weren't making runs like that. Son was trying to make a run. Kane was making a run. But yesterday, that match, I felt, which leads me on to Delhi Ali. Delhi Ali showed something that Spurs don't have. He made, he he was the third man. He ran in behind the defence. He made runs. Dyer, who who thought Dyer could pass like that? Dyer was passing. Even Sanchez was passing to him over the top. I've always said it. Deli Ali is not about getting the ball and taking on four or five players or passing. He's moving off the ball. If Deli Ali played for a Pep Guardiola, he'd be Pep Guardiola's dream because he does make runs in behind. If that was a confident Deli Ali yesterday, he would have scored. He would have mm. an assist. And he would have scored again. This is that was that Deli Ali. He, if you look at the last ten months, he has had every single thing about him criticised. He's lazy. He doesn't have it anymore. He's no interest. Um, his passing is terrible. His touch is terrible. He only cares about his Fortnite for ten months, having that <laughs> constantly, and then to put in that performance he did because he was tracking back. And I always felt the Deli Ali we saw is a Deli Ali. That needs to be believed in. He's a number eight. I feel he does have the discipline for it. He didn't lose the ball a lot of time. And this was against Liverpool. Liverpool, one of the great things about Liverpool, the midfield swarms players. Henderson, doesn't matter who was in that midfield for Liverpool. And Liverpool fan can agree with me here. 
they swarm players. They don't give a moment's rest on any players. So for Dumbbelly to lose it, Winks to lose a little bit, that's fine. But play play that formation against Crystal Palace, you, you, completely different scenario. So I think Winks and Delhi were always staying. I don't think they would have gotten sold in January. Maybe toward the summertime, yes, but not in January. This whole narrative of, oh, because it's, let's be honest, every transfer rumor we hear is from Twitter or from some journalist. Never concrete. If Conte came out and said, I don't want Winks, I don't want Delhi. But Conte came out and said, I believe in Delhi. I will give him his chance. And with Winks, his desire, he, he released a statement today. We, we're always being told by journalists what is going to happen at Spurs and forget to listen to the manager. He comes out and says openly, Delhi's going to get his chance. And he's given him chance at number eight. And based off that, he'll give him a chance again. Winks is the same. Yet, we're probably going to hear next weekend how they're going to get sold. So I feel both, <laughs> both of them have a chance at the club. Um, they, they fill that English players. And in order to sell them, who do you replace them? Because you're not going to get a foreign. Because that will just overcrowd the, the foreign pos- the overseas player, quote at Spurs. So keep those two players. Now, if they didn't play well, sell them a summertime. But I do believe Conte looks at them and go, I'm going to keep these English players in. If I can work with them, if they show me hunger and desire, I will keep them. Delhi and Wink showed that yesterday. And, you know, the Delhi or uh, Winks was involved in two goals, but like I said, Delhi making runs from deep. He gave it his all. And I kind of said a couple of weeks ago, I'm not sure if it was on this stream or another stream, it says Delhi can play five games from now on, get mad of the match, score goals, and there will still be fans saying he's lazy, he's not good enough, sell him. The narrative that he's been given in the last 10 months, he's it's like he's the reason why Spurs have declined. If Spurs play good, Delhi will play good. If Spurs play bad, Delhi will play. And that will any team. If Liverpool are playing awful, Mo Salah wouldn't get as much goals. Uh, Manny wouldn't get enough goals. Spurs are a team. And that's why Winks and Delhi Ali thrived yesterday. They played as a team for the first time in a long time. That was yeah, a Spurs team. I, was I also thought we had a specific plan as well, which under Nuno, yes. yeah. we didn't. Uh, uh, just a couple of comments and then we'll get on to Liverpool. Aaron said, call me deluded our visions of Undon player, but Undon Bele playing the Berbatov role up front with some buzzing about in, like Keane in the front two if Harry needs a break. Um, Craig, uh, Delhi is definitely a better eight than he's playing further forward when he's further when he's further forward with his back to goal. That's when he does all those pointless flicks and never come off. Yeah, absolutely um, true. But yeah, and, and Scott thinks uh, 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 Delhi and Wink should go. Um, but yeah, in terms of... Um, let's, yeah. Uh, uh, welcome to Ankit. How you doing, buddy? Uh, um, uh, what am I doing? Uh, yeah, uh, Connor, I'll come to you. Uh, we've been speaking about Spurs for quite a lot, and it is a game of two teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Salah was kept very quiet. Mane is always the one I worry about just because he's so quick. But the, 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 the reason that Liverpool, Man City and teams like that win things is when you keep one person quiet or two people quiet, you've got other people who aren't kept quiet. And Trent Alexander-Arnold a few years ago got the most more of a assist than most midfielders. And it wouldn't surprise me the way he played yesterday and this season if he gets more this season. I mean, it must be a striker's dream. And, and Robertson on the other side... Mm. I mean, uh, you know, 
wasn't the greatest cross in the world for um, um, Jota. He made it into a brilliant header. But it, it's when you've got players like that who are crossing the ball 10, 15 times a game, one of them at least is going to go on someone's head or someone's foot. And Alexander Arnold reminds me of Beckham uh, so much with crossing. It's into an area rather onto someone's foot. It's into an area. Player knows he's going to go into that area. Nine times out of ten, it's going to get there and he gets to tap him. But um, obviously, that's your really attacking intent. I mean, you must be absolutely delighted with those two. And and, yep. and I have been for, I don't know how many um, times you, uh, like seasons it. they've been there. And Alexander-Arnold was free and Robertson fairly cheap. And they're, they're two of the best full-backs in the game at the moment. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think, well, realistically, we've got Robbo on a free because we, we sell... Uh, Kevin Stewart, I think, for like nine mil, which made like a million pound profit off off Robbo. Mm-hmm. But you know, look for me, I think Trent Alexander Arnold's his level since being in Liverpool's team has been unbelievable. Had a bit mm-hmm. of a dip last season. Um, Understandable and, that after the yeah. season he had before, and and now he's uh, got over that and back to banging form again. Yeah, no, and and. The thing last year as well, he, he, he had a bad case of long COVID, um, which was, mm. you know, which kept him behind for quite a bit of the season. And then ever since he got dropped by England in March, he's just proven why he's the best right back for me in the world. Um, I know this debate about him, Cancelo, Reese James gets thrown about, you know, here, there and everywhere. For me, he's next generational. I think he's one in a lifetime type player. Um, where you know kids now will look at him and go, "That's what I want to be. I want to be a modern day fullback like Trent yeah. Alexander Arnold." And for me, he's transforming the game. That whole right hand side is Liverpool is Trent. It's it, it's so it's so like lovely to watch week in week out. You know the goals, the assists, the passing. Even if he's not getting assist, you know he's always putting into dangerous areas. You know, cross the field balls to Robbo, and then you've got Robbo on the other side. Yes, of course the red card didn't uh, help it on the you know on the grand scheme of things, but Robbo as well yesterday I thought was brilliant. I thought Marnie, you know, you already mentioned. I thought Emerson. Every time Marnie, you know, went one on one with Emerson, Emerson looked kid. Um, in my opinion, I think just. And yes, Mo had a quiet game. There were rumours before that uh, Mo had picked up an, uh, a bug, the same as Jordan Henderson, um, which don't know if that did affect him. And look, that's the quietest Mo has been in a while, um, I think. So, you know, he, he'll come back and be the better for me, of course. And like you mentioned earlier, mate, he's been the best player in the world um, without a shadow of a doubt. But Trent, for me, I think, like I said, I think all these people comparing him with other people and that for me he's well well clear um of the rest in the league yeah yeah i i, I think his passing ability is unbelievable and, and if he was a winger <laughs> probably wouldn't be out of place there um before we get on to liverpool a bit more aaron saying uh uh, uh, comment to Lester Till I Die, Chris Hayden. So happy Spurs are out of the European, European Muppet Show conference thing. No more Thursday night trips to local pub teams and out of, I can't pronounce that word, place focus on top four and domestic cups. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wanna... And Jamie says uh, Salah allowed a bad game. Spurs did well against him. Um, we'll come back to Salah because he's obviously going to be missing because of the African Cup of Nations. So we'll talk about him and uh, what Connor's yeah. thoughts are about that. But yeah, Owen, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just want to ask Connor, like, again, I, I, I'm, I support 
kind of Liverpool as well. You know, well, not as much as Spurs, but I watch Liverpool games a lot. And one thing I've got to ask you, because Trent and Robbo are so attacking, do you think they're as good as defending? Because yesterday, obviously the narrative was Kane and Son would, would mark the two central defenders. We saw that. And Deli Ali kept making runs in behind. Do you think that Rob going forward, do you think teams will start to exploit the fact that Robinson and Trent Alexander let them come forward and attack that space in behind? Because they're great coming forward, but their defense have been always suspect. Do you think that something that would you know cause a little bit of concern down the line? No, not 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 personally. I think that's always been something that people have tried to have a go at is defensively, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to Trent. More, I think Robbo is better defensively than Trent. Yeah, but certainly this season, I think Trent's been unbelievable both ways. I think you look at the Villa game uh, like last week, where mm-hmm. you know I, I can't remember who was through for Villa, and Trent just sprints back and makes yeah, you know yeah. a one-on-one tackle, and you know mm-hmm. Trent maybe a year ago. Two years ago, if he does that, probably gives away a pen. This year, for me, you know, he's been unbelievable. Um, for me, Liverpool's second best player uh, this season behind Mo. Um, and yeah, I think, I think yesterday we had to do that because of the midfield. I think if we have yeah. the normal midfield of Fabinho, because it's either Fabinho or Henderson in the six. Yeah. Um, and both of them are missing. You've got you know Tyler, Tyler Morton making his Premier League debut. I think if one of them is there. I don't think we would have been so exposed. I think mm-hmm. the tactic was yesterday, just score as many as you can because defensively it might be a bit, you know, shaky as as it was at times. And I think that mm-hmm. was what the overall plan was for Liverpool was just go out, score as many goals as we can and just try and get the win. Um, but I think defensively overall the season, I think they've both been brilliant. Look, we've conceded stupid goals at times. Um, but I think, yeah, uh, uh, this season, I would say Trent's probably been better than Robbo both ways. But overall, as they've both been at the club, I think Robbo has been better than Trent defensively. I'd like. To, could, could I ask one question as well, to Connor? I'd like to. It's still in the uh, the realms of the defense. Still in the realms of the defense. I think when Klopp first showed up, everything was going well on the on the attacking front, and you know Salah and Mane only invigorated that more. It was always the lack of clean sheets, and a lot of people. The clean sheets itself, obviously, the signings of Allison. And Van Dyke within, I think it was within six months. It wasn't in the same window, was it? That obviously yeah. shored you up massively. In terms of the fullbacks, if you're still talking Alexander Arnold and um, and Robertson, do you still think you would have won the Premier League title and been been as competitive as you are if you still had the likes of a Klein there, even a good a good Klein at right back and a good Marino at left back or the the young Greek lad you've got now? Do you feel you still would have won the Premier League title with the with that quality? I think have. that's I think that's a hard question to answer because I think pre- the Premier League's changed year upon year. Like, if say for example, if Robertson was out for the season and we had Costos Simicus there now, yes, I think we could still win the league because I think Costos is becoming that. Because for me, I think what Liverpool lack and still lack on the right hand side a little bit is cover. I think if Trent does get injured, I think if Robbo does get injured, I think left side now we're fine. I think the year, I think we won the league. I think James Milner was our backup left back, which wasn't good. Um, but it is, I, I get your question, but for me, no. I think Nathaniel Klein, he was always good defensively. I always thought he'd go, I think he'd move into a DM role or more of a centre-back role in a three. Um, because I think the 
defensively, he was superb. But going forward, he was never like Trent. I don't think, to be fair, no one's like Trent, um, <laughs> like we said earlier. Um, but yeah, I think it is a hard question. But yeah, I think we'd still win the league. Look, I think especially the mentality around Liverpool when we won the league was next level. Um, I think still, I think still is. I think the fact that we had what was it, four or five or six COVID cases before playing use, I think, and still come away with a draw and it could have gone either way, I think is still impressive. Because look, Spurs, you know, it's Antonio Conte. Antonio Conte's won the Premier League. You know, that's not, take that away from him. And, you know, won titles in Italy and, and so forth. So it's going to be a tough game no matter what. But for us not having, you know, the normal system, not having us the normal game as we'd like it, it, for me, it was a better result than what you look back at the end of the season and go, oh, that point could have mean, meant so much for the title race. Because, look, we're three points behind City and City have had, you know, they haven't had the misfortune of, you know, COVID yet or, you know, bad injury yet. And, you know, Man City and look at their squad, they can get away with a couple of injuries anyway, looking at, you know, they spend £200 million per summer, um, for God's sake. But, for me, I think I think this Liverpool side can go and push City for the title. I think the big thing is whether or not Chelsea can follow up. And of course, I think you guys will hope that um, that won't happen. But yeah, I, I think I think Liverpool will definitely be up there. And I think we would have won the league back then as well. In terms of your question, Tommy, Jamie said no, because we need certain players to play Klopp's style. So with Allison, Van Dijk, Matic, we can play high-risk football without them. We can't. And I want to get into one of those... Uh, uh, Connor, who was missing yesterday, which I'm sure you'll know who I'm talking about. And in, in terms of uh, your defence, obviously the plan for us was to, you, you, Trent and um, Robertson go forward, leave gaps there, and we exploited that with runs. Do you think Klopp missed a trick there and that was bad tactics? We, we obviously did that with um, Rose and Walker, but then we had uh, Dembele, we had a Wanyama and Dyer who then, with that extra kind of security, so if we did lose the ball, we had a bit more stability there, whereas you were kind of playing two versus two. Uh, and if Van Dyke was there, I mean, it, it, it's no doubt in my mind, if Van Dyke was there, maybe Son and Kane would have done that twice and then it would have been stopped. Uh, so, yeah, two questions, really. Do you think Van Dyke would have made a huge difference if, if Klopp was still playing in that way yesterday? And do you think Klopp made a bit of a mistake leaving himself so open Obviously, you got away with it because Sun and Kane and Ali and others didn't really have their finishing boots on. But do, do you think it was a tactical error from Klopp? And, uh, yeah, the Van Dyke question. I, I think, first of all, with the Van Dyke question, I think, of course, he's the best centre-back in the world and he's proven that time and time again. Just, you know, he's walked back in from a nine-month or ten-month-long mm. injury and just settled right back in and looked like he hasn't missed a beat. Um, and... For me, yeah, it, the, the 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 thing was he would have sorted that out yesterday. But I, I think the centre backs did well yesterday. I think Joel Matip at times has been up there with our set best, you know, best centre back. Canate, you know, what was it, thirty six million we we sent on Ibu, and I think he's been fantastic. Um, I think yesterday was probably his best game in a Liverpool shirt, um, in my opinion. And I think with yesterday, I think again it's that midfield. I think if we have our first. Um, midfield or have Fabinho or Jordan Henderson available in the six, I don't think it would have been so exposed. Um, but of course, they weren't there and it was exposed at times. Um, but 
I think, look, apart from the second goal, I think we'll speak about in a little bit, but I thought Alisson, he, for me, showed why he should be in the conversation of being one of the best in the world, if not, you know, around the best. Yes, he makes mistakes, and look, the second goal was absolutely a mistake from him, but, you know, the amount of saves, it could have been, you know, what, 5-2, you know, 6-2 to yeah. use. Well, the one from Kane and Ali in particular were just unbelievable, no real right to make those saves. Yeah, and for me, I think, look, if I think if Liverpool's proper midfielders there um, yesterday, I think we would have controlled the game a lot, lot better. I think because it wasn't, it was just, like I said earlier, like, go out, go and attack, get as many goals as possible, and then see what happens. But I think, look, a li- a Liverpool over the last two years has been control. If Liverpool can control a game, then, you know, nine times out of ten, we win the game. If it's you know like that, like we've seen already this season, look at Brent the Brentford game. You know we wasn't in control at times. The, the parts we were in control, we were winning, we were scoring goals. When we wasn't in control, Brentford were allowed to go and score. You know the game. So I think that's probably something Jurgen has to look at. You know if we're not in control of games, we have to you know iron them out like we did when we won the league. But of course football. You know, you can't do that. Football is such a weird and wonderful place at times. So, you know, that's that's what I think anyway. Yeah. And coming back to Spurs now, uh, Craig has said, uh, Conte won the tactical battle with Klopp yesterday. We definitely dropped two points. In terms of the chances and clear-cut chances, we definitely dropped two points. But Liverpool had more chances. But uh, I'll come to you, Owen. Uh, uh, before this, we had three wins out of three. Uh, and then a draw with Everton. Was this, this the big test for Conte and Spurs? Yeah, you can be, I, I can't remember who the teams were, Leeds who are, are, are falling faster than the stone at the moment. I can't remember the other two, but there were games you'd expect us to win. This is Liverpool. Yes, they were depleted, but it's still Liverpool with a Mo Salah, uh, with a Mane, with a Robertson, with a um, Alexander-Arnold. So was this a real big test for Spurs, especially when we went 2-1 down and then five minutes later came back, albeit with a a mistake, but was this a real test and a real sign that you know Spurs are maybe not this season but going places? And we've got a manager now who has a plan, <laughs> which uh, Nuno, I don't think, had a plan, but, but Conte has a plan for every single game. Uh, yeah, I think this was always going to be the test, even if Spurs hadn't had a COVID. <laughs> I think the Leicester game would have been the starting Liverpool game, would have definitely been the, the main. Um, the main game that would say, because yes, the narrative as well would be that Liverpool were weakened. But if I can recall, and Connor, please correct me, Liverpool beat Spurs last season, and weren't they missing Van Dijk? And I think Henderson was missing for one of the games. And uh, Liverpool <laughs> played um, probably. And so that that was the thing. They had a, Liverpool had a weakened team last year, and they beat Spurs. This season they had a week. You know this game that had a weakened team, but then so do Spurs because that three midfield in the middle of Deli Alley, Skip and um, Winks, no Spurs fan looked at that team and went, they can get a draw against Liverpool. Not one. I, I read the comments on Twitter, Instagram. It was a rubbish team. It was a bad team. What the hell is Winks and Deli doing? Especially when Moore was on the bench, Skip was on the bench. And now afterwards, it's like, oh, they're blown away. So, for me, yes. Liverpool, they still had their front line and uh, uh, they beat Newcastle easily. And that was a fair. Newcastle were, or sorry, Liverpool are on form. 
And what Klopp has done, Conte has said, and Klopp since he's came to Liverpool has, him and Pep are probably the best manager in the Premier League, you know, in the last five years. Because what Klopp has done is that he's made sure that every single Liverpool player can step in and fill in for Henderson. They're world-class, they're, they're elite. And yesterday, I think that he wasn't prepared for what Spurs were able to do. He wasn't sure about Delhi, And the thing Con- or Klopp went right, if they play more, they're going to play the same way. They're going to play three up top, so it's going to be easy. And he couldn't change it. And Klopp, it's, again, I've watched Liverpool games, you know, Man United, Man City. And yesterday, Klopp was really annoyed with the Liverpool defenders. He was screaming at them. He, he was trying to fix something, and he knew that Spurs simply were outnumbering the midfield. Um, so, yeah, I think they passed. Spurs passed the test, especially with the players that they played. You know, Sassing Young, as, as I mentioned, these players haven't played a lot of game time. So they passed it. And the thing is, I don't think if Spurs had the, the normal, like Pierre, Skip, Mora and Song and Kane, I don't think they would have won. I think there would have been a Liverpool victory. I just, I just don't think there was enough players who want the pass or create. Whereas yesterday, like I mentioned, and I keep saying it, Deli Alley making that run into the box really caused Liverpool problems. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a test and they passed it. Now, I, did they pass with flying colours? No, but that's not what Spurs fans are looking for. It was just a case of let's keep it going. Spurs are still in touching distance to top four. And I think this was... The, the excitement after the game was a real thing because I mentioned this in the video as well that they played against Norwich 1-3-0 and it was like, oh, Spurs, but they get a draw against uh, Liverpool and the way it was done, it wasn't grab, it wasn't lucky, Spurs deserved the draw. And if they'd have won, people would say they deserved to win. Liverpool deserved to win. It could have been a 5-5 draw, but Spurs deserved it. And that for me is the big thing that the players that everyone has slated step up. The team came together and they showed we're ready to carry on forward. So, yeah, they passed. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I agree as well. And as Spurs 72 says uh, to you, Colin, I think the patience of the Liverpool panellists is amazing. Coming onto a Spurs dominate stream after we played, hats off to you, sir. Definitely have a drink with you. Uh, yeah, I, uh, once again, thanks so much for coming on. I mean, especially yeah. the game that we played with VAR front and centre and, you know, potential... Uh, you know, you saying what you think with Spurs fans in the uh, uh, in the panel and on the uh, comments. You know, you open yourself up for abuse there. But um, yeah, thanks to yeah. everyone in the panel in the comments. If, the, well, if this uh, was yesterday. If this was yesterday, it would be a completely different story. Yeah, <laughs> that is exactly the reason why I can't. I don't do streams the same day. I have to calm down yeah. and, and about it a little bit. Uh, you can't do. I can't do a stream where the passions are. Like Mark from uh, Raw Emotion podcast does it literally just after. I couldn't do yeah, that. After, yes, be, yeah. It it wouldn't be broadcastable if I did it. Um, but yeah, Tommy, uh, same question to you that I asked Owen. Did we pass the test? Obviously, like we said, Liverpool uh, team that was lacking uh, a few players. But then obviously we haven't trained or played a game for a little while, so we were lacking as well. Uh, our midfield wasn't the main midfield. Um, but yeah, is this a complete pass test in that we can really go places, we can really go toe-to-toe West last season, season before? It was kind of a foregone conclusion, really, when we played these top teams, that it was going to be a loss. 
it, albeit narrow one or, or a bit of a thumping, but this was really a t and we went toe to toe with, without doubt, either the best or second best team in England, one of the best in the in the world. So was this a test passed for you, or was there still work to be done on that front? I think uh, I think looking looking at the game, looking at the game beforehand, if you offered me a point. Regardless of the lineups, mm. even before we saw the lineup, yeah. I would have I would have snapped your hand yeah. if I would have taken the point. But at the back of my mind, uh, as Spurs fans, <laughs> we always we you know you can always expect the unexpected. So at the back of my mind was like, do you know what? It'd be the Spursy thing to do to win this. It'd be the Spursy <laughs> thing to do to win this or put in a great performance. And we did look. Um, you know, we did we did we put in a very very good good performance. And do you know what? Orin makes a very good point. Because I was slightly, I, I, I had a slightly different view last night on my reaction. I was like, you know what? And I think I mentioned it in this stream already. You know, Liverpool's, they were depleted in centre midfield. Let's face it, they were depleted. They didn't have a, they didn't have an out and out first team centre midfielder. But, but then neither did we. And I keep overlooking that. I keep overlooking that. But we certainly didn't either. Hoyberg and Skipper are centre midfielders. So, you know, you take, you take that into account. We certainly passed the test. We certainly passed to take a point out of that, and a deserved point, a deserved point. And you know, when when Robertson got sent off, I was disappointed we didn't get all three. Quite frankly, uh, I was disappointed we didn't get all three. But uh, it was it was a fantastic performance and some dross. Dross isn't even the the way Spurs fans were talking about these players, uh, myself included, uh, a, a few of them. You know, we've got a squad, and there's there's dross. There's dross there. So I would never expect some of these performances of the players yesterday. And they've put themselves in for contention. They've put themselves in for contention. And if if worse comes to worse, uh, you know, at least they've put themselves in the shop window and get a little bit more money for them. But uh, no, in all seriousness, you, you know, you're only as good as your last game. So they played they play really well. They played really well. So they deserve they deserve another shot. Um, it was it was a magnificent game. Uh, and we, des we deserve the point. So I think, yeah, I think we passed the test. Yeah, and I, I definitely think we do. I think I, I, I'm annoyed that we didn't win, but like you, get a point before the game. Absolutely, I'll take that. And uh, yeah, sticking with Tottenham, and then uh, you know, obviously we've been kicked out of Europe because we're a horrible team who are trying to uh, protect people from a deadly disease. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting that we, you know, we should be kicked out of that. We should be allowed to play football again, quite frankly. Uh, but talking about COVID, I completely forgot to start. A uh, big love to Bob Spur. Hope you get better soon. Still in a fairly bad way. I uh, hope you make a recovery and praying for you. Um, but yeah, it, we got West Ham uh, next. A big, big game now. Being that we've been kicked out of that, which was a. a Maybe not a realistic chance of winning a trophy, but it was a chance of winning the trophy. Now we're in a quarterfinal. I mean, that has to be a big priority now. Obviously, all competitions to that. <laughs> People like Antonio Conte, Jurgen Klopp are big priorities because they're winners. Um, but th that midfield, with Hoiberg and Skip, they're kind of similar in terms of uh, their kind of warriors and battlers of the ball. Whereas Ali is definitely, like Owen said, getting into the box He's more forward-thinking, if he's allowed to be, which he hasn't been for a year and a half. And Wink showed yesterday he can be as well. Uh, but, yeah, would you stick with the same team um, for West Ham? Or would you change it slightly? Um, and, and, yeah, Tommy, what, what do you think uh, Conte will do in terms of that lineup? Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, first of all, hopefully the game goes ahead. Fingers crossed, so I could be going to it as well. I think it will now so, um, because, you know, the, the, the Premier League, obviously, uh, they're not allowed to care about the fans who go to stadiums, so football has to continue. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, so I think with the Premier League continuing and the EFL continuing, I, I, I imagine that the, the Carabao Cup uh, games will go ahead as well. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, it's a huge, huge game. We, we, when we go into the final four and they're our biggest... Do you know what? They're the, I despise West Ham fans more than Arsenal fans. So <laughs> I think I've got a lot of West Ham fan buddies. That's probably got something to do with it. But um, yeah, I really don't like West Ham fans. So them doing what they've done <laughs> over the last couple of years, finishing above us last season, uh, is difficult to take. So to, And they beat us already this season. Close, close game. But they, they took the three points away from us. So yeah, to, to, it's a huge, huge game. Matt, the perfect game. The perfect present before Christmas would be to, to beat West Ham. <laughs> and... There'll be some there'll be some changes. Wednesday, it's Wednesday night, so there'll there'll be there'll be a few changes, a few uh, a, a few tinkerings, no doubt. And I think there needs to be. It's, 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 it'll be it'll be good for that to happen. I think Reg, Reggie should be fit. If Reggie's fit, he comes back in. I know Sessignon mm. was fantastic, but if Reggie's fit, he comes back in. You've yeah, got serious problems with Emerson. Um, You've got a yeah, serious Craig, serious Craig's problem. Craig's Romero, both centre midfields, and Reggie. Yeah, uh, without, it's too uh, soon for uh, Romero, but we did have injuries. Fight. It's too soon for Romero, <laughs> but we, we certainly did have injuries. Uh, Emerson decision will be made in the next few weeks. I don't, I don't see anything from him attacking. I haven't seen assist or go in an assist or a go in, in, in 12 Premier League games as a wing back. And his crossing's abysmal. His def- if he's defending, if you've got defensive deficiencies, you've got to show something in attack, like Reggie, mm-hmm. and he's not. Like Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's not the greatest defender. As Connor says, he's learning, he's getting better. But even when he wasn't that great, he made up for it with assists. Uh, and, and I'm not seeing anything from Emerson. I'm really not. That should have been a penalty. He should have been sent off. So that's a serious decision you've got to make. Reggie comes back in at wing-back too. As good as Sessignon was. Uh, and I'm really glad Sessignon's getting a chance now. Uh, yeah, I, so I think there'll be, really there'll well be a few changes. There has, there has to be yeah. a few changes. I think Lucas comes back in as well. Lucas, Lucas, yeah. fresh. So I think I think Lucas will probably come in and probably well, at least one of the centre mid- midfielders will change. So there'll be four or five changes, but more than more than enough to beat to beat West Ham. I mean, I would never have thought this team could have got a point off Liverpool. So uh, going back to uh, a, a few more players that have played more games this season, I think we should we should go through against West Ham and they're not playing that great recently. Yeah, I'll, I'll come to you. I'll come to you on it. That great. So. So yeah, I'll cut you off there. Apologies. Um, cool. I'll, I'll come to you, Owen. A couple of comments first. Simply, Ace. What I did like talk about the Liverpool game when we went two one down, didn't give up and took a point. Still very disappointed not to win, and we really need to learn to take our chances. Very odd that Sun and Kane and then missed chances like that. Overall test pass, uh, and we need to beat West Ham and we need to play our strongest level, which Conte will do if we do. We won't lose. And Craig thinks uh, he'll go back to a three four three. So personal, we'll have to change if we were revert back to that system um what do you think for um uh, wednesday uh, will the team change will he stick with the liverpool team will he change formation will he change players uh, how do you see that lining up um for me i think that he should stick with the same formation i think that's the formation going forward and the reason why a couple of reasons why and i talk about in the video uploaded tonight Kane and Song playing up front, you know, that that was so different. They created more chances because last season and the season before, we can say Song and Kane are world-class players, yet they've played so far apart. Song, we've all said to play central. You know, get rid of Kane, put Song there. He, he's capable of playing. Conte decided, let's play them both, and it worked. Harry Redknapp, if you can remember, he used to always like the large man, little man. 
concept. And I felt that even if Van Dijk had played, I felt it would have still caused more problems because Kane is big. He's strong. He held players up. Sung's fast. There's not a defender that I know of in the Premiership as a central defender can match his pace. So I felt him making runs, give an extra avenue, and then you have the extra man, whether it's Deli Alley, whether it's Endo, but whoever plays here will be able to get forward. I think I, I'm not I don't like the system of Lucas Moore Song and um Kane. I think it justified it when Lucas Moore came on. Spurs kind of lost their attacking ability a little bit. Yeah, I thought when Ali came off, uh, we lost a bit of a so, you yeah, know, the, attacking the one, prowess. And so I feel that I think this formation is a formation that Conte always wanted to play. He just didn't know how to break the, the formation of Son Mora and, and um, you know, the players that were playing. So he, he played them because those were the players that were playing and to get them, you know, not to break everything up straight away. This formation looked more solid because if you think about the goals Spurs conceded, it wasn't goals down the middle. You, they played against arguably the best two fullbacks in the world and has been for two years. Their passing, their drive, their energy was, you know, I've I've watched Trent, watched Robinson and every game, you know, as I said, watching Liverpool and the Champions League and everything, it's like those two players, you cannot stop them. You can't. Whether if, if you'd stop them from, because the thing is about those two wing backs is they don't need to go to the byline to cross. Trent Alexander can stay deep and he and every pass you know it's going to be on the money. And the fact of the matter is, to concede two goals that way, fair enough. That's understandable. But Spurs won't destroy in the middle. They actually look solid in the middle. And they actually outrun Liverpool in the middle. They actually like control that game in, in the middle. And even if Liverpool had their full midfield, I think it would have not maybe gone exactly the same, but it would have been problems. So I think it's all about that formation. And Conte has to stick with that three in the middle. There's more players who can create more and Dembele's a better passer than Mora. Deli Ali gets forward more than say Pierre. I think Skip coming on, he had the energy. So yeah, start with him. I just think that having Sung and Kane playing off each other, I've said it before, Sung, Kane and Mora, they don't link up. They just don't have that understanding. Sung and Kane, they do. And you could tell instantly the two Liverpool defenders as good as they are they didn't know what was happening around them because they didn't know who to pick up, when to pick up, and the chances, should have seen the chances, you know, Spurs had chances to score. And I think it was because of having those two up top and having a, a third midfield player running in. And um, like Tommy said, Conte doesn't play with the number 10, so it makes sense for him to stick with that three. Or Pierre comes back, Skip plays and Delhi plays and he, he rotates them. I just don't think Mora is going to, I don't think that team creates enough. So I, I believe to beat West Ham, he has to stick with the same formation. He can change a couple of players and that's it. But if he goes back to revert, I don't think Spurs will beat West Ham. I just think mm. that Spurs uh, front three, they're easy to play against. And I've said it over and over. Lucas Murray getting the ball running at me is a lot more easier for me to defend than having Deli Ali trying to go past me. I would rather yeah. have what I can see. That that's my take. So yeah. Spurs play that formation and the same players they win against West Ham. If they don't, they find it difficult. 
Yeah, I mean, Craig, Craig has a different opinion. He thinks the formation was to target Liverpool's weaknesses. Two up front as Van Dijk was missing and three in midfield as Liverpool's middles depleted. But, I mean, it could work against West Ham. It could work against everyone. And and yeah. Brian Daigle's a, a firm believer as well, a, a, a regular, not a regular on the show, but he's been on a, a long time, uh, that Kane can't play in the front three. It doesn't work. Um, and, and Craig's gone on to say, West Ham played quite deep against us. More is better at breaking the lines, which... Yeah, it's an interesting one. So we'll obviously see how that goes on Wednesday. But Connor, yeah. um, um, have you got a game in the Carabao Cup? Are you still? I'm assuming you are. And who yeah. are you against? Uh, we are playing Leicester on Wednesday. Um, yeah. Home or away? Yeah, at home. Uh, should be a tough game. But, mm. you know, I, I thought before, uh, of course, the announcements today, I thought the game wouldn't go ahead. Um, because of Leicester's cases, but it looks to be going ahead at the moment. So, and I, I think we'll win. Um, You've got to back yourself at home, surely. And, yeah. and Leicester, and we, we were due to play them last week. They've got all central defenders missing, and I'm assuming that's going to be the case. Maybe not all of them, but certainly depleted squad. Um, so you've got to yeah, I, I think Leicester will go full strength what they got. I know obviously they've got COVID cases and that, but I think they will go full strength. I think Liverpool, I think it's 50-50. I think with us, I think there'll be a couple of people in there from the Spurs game. I think other people will play as well, but I don't think if there's anyone 50-50 for Liverpool, I don't think Klopp will risk them because we don't know at the minute. You know, we're right at the you know, we're right at the start of our COVID outbreak by the looks of things and we don't know who's going to be available and who's yeah. not going to be available. So, you know, time will tell because, of course, I thought Thiago would have come and played against Hughes and then, you know, the day of, of course, he, he tested positive for COVID. So, I, I think with the team, I think I, I Liverpool will pour out, I think we'll win. But, again, it, it's whether or not the game goes ahead, um, which I hope it does because, yeah. you know, I, I think... We've we've played our youngsters or like you know the second team and the third team in this tournament. I think that they've done tremendously well to get to this point. And I think if they can carry on, then I think it'd be uh, fantastic to you know, and it'd be fantastic anyway for football because this has been the Man City Cup for the last what eight <laughs> eight years, yeah, seven yeah. years. So well, it's not yeah. this year because they're out. So yeah, it's a yeah. real opportunity for someone else to to get their hands on that cup. Um, but yeah, we'll come to the last questions for each of you. It's the same question on uh, uh, how you think uh, your teams will fare this season. And uh, We're pretty much halfway through the season, although Spurs have got 10 games in hand or something like that. I don't know where it is now. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and, and there's a, I, I picked Liverpool at the start of the season. I thought the fans coming back, I thought you really lost something last season. But then I completely forgot about something which could really affect your season, and that's this. The African Cup of Nations, you've got Salah mm. off, you've got Mane off. You've got Kater off. And, and someone told me whether it's true, uh, Matip off as well. Uh, um, Joel uh, Matip's retired from international. Uh, right, okay. So you, you've got three players off and two of those certainly are your real big hitters up top and, and one of them probably the best player in the world right now, certainly as a striker. Uh, do you think that derails your season at all? Obviously, Diva Corrigi seems to score goals and, and uh, for obvious reasons, I'm not a fan of the bloke. Obvious reasons, and they're quite <laughs> big reasons. Um, but he seems to score goals whenever he starts, and, and yeah, I mean, do you do you think it derails your season? Do you think Klopp has to make adjustments on the formation and the style of play, or do you think it's not going to make a huge amount of difference? Because, like Orvin said, he's got a situation. Or it might be you who said actually, I can't remember, but 
you've got a system there where every single player comes in knows their job. Yeah. I, well, first of all, I absolutely love Derek Origi due to a certain situation. Um, yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. Especially in Madrid. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, again, for me, I don't think it should go ahead. I, I know um, that the tournament is huge. Um, you know, and it was before, you know, the Euros as well. It does circulate a lot of money um, as well as, but, you know, looking <laughs> A few things on Twitter. It looks to be they've had their meeting today and is going ahead. For me, I don't think it should. Um, personally, yeah. I think if you look the Omicron variant come from South Africa or like developed in South Africa, I'm not quite sure on that. But for me, I just don't think it should be going ahead. I don't like international football as a rule, um, especially during the pandemic. I've never liked it. But. Uh, Will it a real Liverpool season? Yeah, it will a little bit, but don't think it will as what many people think. I think that hopefully it is the two games that we are thinking about that they are going. At the minute, it looks to be they're going to leave after the Chelsea game, um, which mm. is on the second. That's a huge January. game for you in, 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 yeah. in the title um, race. Yeah, no, it is. And I think that the rumours were beforehand it was going to be, I think, two games before that, so they would leave after Boxing Day. Um, which I don't think is going to happen now. I think it will be after the new year. But I think we play Brentford and Palace both at home. So I think that's pretty much, you know, okay to deal with. And look, we've got Bobby Firmino, we've got Jota, we've got Divock Origi. Maybe we might sign someone in January as well. That's always a potential. You know, Harvey Elliott's coming back. Um, He was brilliant. Uh, The first, what was it, six games I think he played. And then unfortunately, you know, had that, Ankle dis- uh, dislocation. Injury, yeah, so he's I think for the look, season isn't he? I thought Elliot was done no. for the season. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. He's, he's, he's back. He's he mustard. should be he's back. Brilliant. He should be back the fourth of January, by the looks of things. But yeah. we're not hundred percent sure at the moment. But for me, I think he's he's going to be another world class. He's going to be another Trent, in my opinion. But I think I think we're safe on the covers. Whether or not, of course, it derails the. the Premier League race and the title race, who knows? But if we can beat Chelsea on that second, you know, that's, I think that'll be one title contender out of the way, and then it'll just be between mm. us and City. Do you think you'll win the league? Obviously, yeah. first, second, third is all decided. It's just what order that is. But um, do you think you know you'll win the league? Yeah, I do. I think, especially if fans stay, I think that's the huge thing um i think if fans stay i think liverpool will win the league I've, I've said all season though i think liverpool are more suited to champions league football this season um the way we're playing it's just complete knockout football um so i'd say more so champions league but i do think liverpool can win the premier league i think city with all the money they've got with everything they have they have manager you know who's up there have been the best ever i think once you know, we're seeing with Chelsea now, they're going on a downward, downward spe- uh, spiral. Liverpool, okay, we've drawn against Hughes, but as we saw, you know, we lost against West Ham. We won seven in a row then and then kept on winning the Champions League as well. I think the same will happen now, of course, if, you know, things go well in terms of COVID cases and that. I think if City have that downfall, I don't think City are mentally as good as Liverpool. And I think that was proven when we won the, won the league. Um so I think if they start having that downward spiral, I think then they'll get caught out again. And I think Liverpool will hopefully capitalise on that. It will be between City and Liverpool again, I think. Um, 
whether or not it is a a high 90s or high 80s league, that's another thing I think that's going to be depending. But I think it will be between Liverpool and City. And I think it will go the last weekend as well. Hmm. That would be exciting for the league. Um, Yeah, a couple of comments. Uh, Simply A's for Garnamigi. Not bad considering he helped Liverpool win the Champions League. Would be a good backup for Kane. Not really sure he's going to go from a team regularly in the Champions League as a backup to one that aren't in there. Uh, And Craig, uh, regarding the West Ham game, couldn't play 3-4-3 against Liverpool. We can't attack Liverpool down their flanks with their full-backs and wide players. We have to go through the middle. I think we can go down the flanks. for that and West Ham, I think we might have to go down the flanks with Declan Rice in the middle, um, but obviously that's uh, for another day. Uh, Tommy, uh, in terms of Spurs, um, in terms of our season, like I said, the, first, the top three I think are pretty much sorted. Just don't know which position Liverpool, City, Spurs will finish. <laughs> We're not going to finish in the top three. That was a little joke before uh, anyone jumps down my throat. Um, I definitely think top four is on. Because of the games that we've got in hand, the fact that we've come out of a test against Liverpool, which will give a huge amount of um, uh, belief to that squad. And we've had a few players, Delhi Winks, that we've already mentioned, not really in the fold at all, playing well. And if they can get that level of consistency and really, you know, competition for places, I'd, and, and, and then whatever happens in January, I still think that Conte hasn't come here to just make money and, and just settle and, and try and improve a team without any signs. I think there must have been some kind of conversation with him and Levia. I need signs, I need money, I need reassurances. So I think there'll be some activity in January. But um, in terms of Tottenham uh, this season, what, what, halfway through the season really, not, not for us in terms of league games played, but in terms of the timeline. And, and certainly after this Liverpool game, what, what do you see for Tottenham uh, come the end of the season? So, so, so many variables. I think, what, we're 15 games in? 15 <laughs> games in, so there's a, there's a long, long way to go. But um, it, like every team, a lot of it will come down to injuries. I'm still not convinced by the depth. You know, Winks and Deli Ali haven't been playing well. They played one game well. <laughs> so that's, um, yeah, it's, it's tricky. We're going to need some reinforcements in January, regardless. We're going to need some reinforcements. Um, hopefully, we'll get it. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure Conte would have signed the contract if he if he uh, if he never did. Um, if we weren't uh, we weren't in the in the market for signings, so it's who we sign, who we sign. I think we might get one big one. I think we might get one big one, and that could be that could be a difference. That could be a difference maker. If we stick with three four three and we get an outstanding right winger, then and maybe Ramiro comes back in, stays fit. We the players get used to the three at the back, which I'm sure they will. It looks like they're getting used to it already. Uh, Reggie, Reggie for me has been good all season. He's been brilliant all season and even better under Conte. So uh, we can definitely, we can definitely fight for the top four. We're in the fight for the top four still, even with three games in hand. Uh, but I don't think if I was a betting man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put us in there. I wouldn't put us in there. Yeah. I'd say fifth or sixth. I'd say fifth or sixth is 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 a is a, um, is a good is a good prediction. Uh, also, I just want to say. Do you know, Liverpool, I when Harvey Elliott got injured, I thought, oh, they're in trouble. They're in big, big trouble. I know he only played six games, but he didn't replace Wijnaldum. He didn't replace uh, Wijnaldum, Georgie, so I thought, oh, they're in trouble because Elliott looks so good. And you can see why Klopp didn't get a replacement for Wijnaldum because Harvey Elliott's there and he's seen what he's capable of. I think it was, was it Blackburn who was alone in last season? I think it was Blackburn yeah. alone last season. It was fantastic. So Liverpool could finish fourth, but Man City won't finish outside the top finish fourth uh for me <laughs> but man city man city will win the league or 
Yeah, Man City will win the league for me. I just feel like I feel like Foden, Grealish, Mares, they've got back up on the wing. Uh, and if if Liverpool, and if and when Liverpool are going to lose Mane and Salah to the African Cup of Nations by the looks of things, I just don't feel like they have that backup. So um, so who knows? We could even uh, we could even be close to Liverpool. We could even be, be, be close to Liverpool in the league. Um, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I, wouldn't I don't be think that that's. I don't think uh, that's look, gonna be a look, possibility. Without, without Salah and Mane, who's the backup there? Where, where are you going? Without Trent Alexander Arnold? You said yourself, no, Alexander Arnold was not his best. You said yourself, Alexander Arnold wasn't at his best last season. And uh, without Arnold, you looked half the team, quite frankly. We had 22 centre back pairings. You're telling me that we, because oh, Arnold had a bad three months, Liverpool had a terrible season. We had 22 centre back <laughs> partnerships. That's, that's impossible. But then that's your lack of depth, and you're struggling lack of depth in centre mid again. You're, that's by choice. Yeah, that's but we've had we, we've had injury problems this season, and we're still three points behind City. The City's meant to be it, this unbelievable side win the league upon league. They should be. The City should be gone. The amount of money they've spent. Liverpool shouldn't even be in this conversation at the moment. You know, it should be Chelsea and and City going for the title because they've spent the money. They should go and do it. And Jurgen Klopp is, is putting Liverpool right in the middle of it. When Liverpool didn't have a crisis last year, we've challenged for the league. And it, it's, it's happening again. Look, Liverpool could have a crisis in, 20, in 2022. And it could be, you know, we're, we're down in third in that. But I don't think it's going to be as bad as last year, where last year we couldn't even think of who was going to play because we were playing midfielders in defence. I just feel like, I feel like that lack of depth doesn't exist, exist with Man City. Regardless with the money spent, uh, that that doesn't it doesn't exist. So, for me, for me, look, Liverpool probably finish second. But if they don't, if they don't invest in January, one or two injury, one or two injuries, they're they're in trouble. They're in trouble for me. Uh, when I say in trouble, I don't think you know they're not finishing outside the top four. But I wouldn't be you know I wouldn't be surprised if we don't end up too far away from them. I really wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but we're not. If I was a better man, I'd say we finish outside the top four. But we don't. We, Conte, it's early days for Conte. What a manager. What an unbelievable manager. He has a base. He has a base and he tinkers slightly. So he has a base. The base where he wants to play. The best managers always do. They tinker slightly. 10-15%. He found the weakness for Liverpool. As Craig Bowler rightly put, central. Keep the ball central. Stay away from the wings. Um, he, he finds the weaknesses. Still early days. I think, I think Conte's the man. If he gets backed in January... We can say it's going to be it's going to be a good season for us. I feel like it's going to be it's going to be a good season for us from here on in. Under Nuno, we probably would have finished eighth. <laughs> Eighteen, yeah, um, yeah. A couple of comments uh, from Craig Bowler. Fancy us for fourth. City looking level level above everyone else. Chelsea, Liverpool have their vulnerabilities as we proved yesterday. Simply ace. Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, United uh, it will be top four. I think it means in that order as well. We will fall just short. We really need a trophy. And he also goes on to say Liverpool will not finish below second. It's between City and Liverpool, the Premier League title. Chelsea are outsiders. Certainly now that Chelsea are struggling to score goals. And then, Tommy, you talk about Liverpool's uh, lack of depth. I mean, you could argue that with Chelsea at the moment and City the only team that don't have a lack of depth. But, um, Orin, Spurs, we need a trophy. Um, Obviously, the Carabao Cup is our best chance of that now because uh, the league's gone. And the FA Cup, if you get a good run, you never know, we've got a good first round, but it's a long, long way. We're in a court final of the Carabao Cup. That will obviously be a focus. Uh, but do you, do you agree with um, Tom, Tommy uh, and um, 
Simply A's that will finish just outside the top four. Do you, do you agree with me or Craig that are fanciest for top four? And I think also said City are coasting without a forward. If they get one in January, you can't see anyone getting anywhere near them. Um, but yeah, in terms yeah, of us, obviously. Um, I think like Spurs could finish fourth. I think that's that's the. I think it, it'll be it'll be wrong. It's the mentality. I think Conte will not go right, lads. We're just going to go for fifth. They'll want to push yeah. win every single game from now until the end of the season. It's win every single game. Doesn't matter if it's Premiership. The you know don't think about winning titles or trophies. Yes, of course they want to do that, but it's winning. So with that mentality, and if say Conte can go three, four more games undefeated because he's still undefeated right now. Mm. We're talking about Spurs being in the top four and then holding it. As far as like Man City, Liverpool and Chelsea, well, the, it's the Premiership. This season has proven that there's upsets all over the place. Who would expect Chelsea or uh, West Ham to beat Liverpool? So I think that that's the beauty of the Premiership. It's became more open. I remember when I supported Spurs, it was always United winning, always. And so therefore it's changed. And I feel that to say that, we can see why Man City is favourites. You know, uh, the analysts get a hard on for Man City, but they have been beaten. You know, it's it's a case in Liverpool can be beaten. And that's the beauty of the Premiership. Like, look at West Ham. West Ham won the top four at one point, and they were beating teams. So it's a case of, I don't think, and maybe towards the 21st, that's when the things take, um, you know, kind of takes form. But I do think Spurs have a good chance to get in top four. Same as United. I do feel that the top three would mix. I would actually say that Liverpool have more chance of winning the league than Man City. Like I said, Man City, every person has a hard one for them. They don't have a striker. you got to remember, two, two months ago, Man City were like, what are they doing? They're not playing well. If they have the Kevin De Bruyne out, you know, they have problems too. Whereas Liverpool has proven over the time that they will get stuff done. They will find a way to win. And I feel that I, if, if someone came to me, it's like, who would you bet? I'd bet Liverpool because they've got Anfield too. I mean, come on, that no one wins at Anfield. So they've got that and Klopp has those players. Whereas Man City, if Jesus gets injured, who's their striker? They don't have a striker. People forget about that. And it's not like, yes, Every time Man City, they, Man City wins against uh, Leeds or Newcastle, oh, they're out of... It's like, flip me, they're bottom-table bottom teams here. You know, what, what were they like against, you know, Liverpool or even Chelsea? They weren't as flashy as many people think. And I, I believe that Spurs can finish top four. If I had to bet, I would say top four, number four, and I would say Liverpool to win the league over Man City. Just because... I, I, I don't, Man City are good, but they are beatable. And it proved that last season. And I think yeah. they, Man City do get a lot, a lot of hype. Like I said, I mean, Gary Neville, well, not apart from Gary Neville, but every time I watch them on Monday Night Football, it's like the players are masturbating over them. It's like, they're not that good. They're good. <laughs> they're just not that good. They can be beaten. Liverpool, I would rather watch Liverpool than Man City. Because um, not just because you're a Liverpool fan on the on your panel, Liverpool are fast, counter-attacking. I mean, Alisson passing from one end of the pitch to the other. Yes, Man City can do that, but I feel that Man City can be beaten, and it's been shown this season. Spurs beat Man City. 
<laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> watching City this year has been like watching a cat with a mouse, even against Chelsea, they're playing with their food. But I, I think every team is beatable, and certainly with Conte, who yeah, has a plan, everything. a meticulous plan, which I think Craig mentioned earlier, he'll have a plan for Man City. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just about like yesterday, we had a plan against Liverpool, we just didn't yeah. quite pull it off because we missed about four glorious chances. Uh, but yeah. then again, you know, it could have been derailed after, I don't know, what was it, 90 minutes with the Kane Beckless challenge? Oh, could have. Uh, and, and then whatever minute it was with the Jota push. But um, yeah, I mean, we've pretty much come to the end here. We talked about literally everything and anything regarding uh, Liverpool and uh, Spurs. And, and what, uh, I'll end with what a game it was. Uh, I was obviously worried it's Liverpool. <laughs> it's Liverpool. <laughs> Everyone was. But I mean, going toe to toe with a, a Liverpool team after three relatively. Uh, not easy wins, but wins that you'd expect. I was slightly worried. Uh, and yeah, going toe-to-toe with them and, and matching them, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, just go on to quickly, simply eight. Man City have won three to four Premier League titles. They're very consistent. Liverpool is the only match for them. Uh, yeah, I think most people agree with that, apart from Tommy, who's uh, gone a bit controversial. You, you should bet on Liverpool to finish fourth, because if that happens, you'll get a lot I of I don't money. think... Look, people are... Look, Chelsea have been bad the last couple of weeks, but they'll come again. Yeah. Chelsea will come yeah. again. Everyone has a blip, don't they? But yeah, in, in terms of the game, it was a brilliant game. There was no winner, but it had absolutely everything else. Uh, and yeah, I'm not sure my heart could handle another uh, 20 odd of those. <laughs> uh, it's certainly better than watching the absolute crap that we've been uh, treated to in the last yeah. year and a half. Uh, but yeah, uh, a big thanks to my panel, uh, Connor from the COP Council. I, I do have to say thank you so much for coming on. I mean, it's a, you know, passions run high, passions run high, especially when you're having a go at uh, uh, the, the England captain in place for us, who's our talisman and uh yeah, VAR and everything like that. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for coming on. And also the Liverpool fans in the chat as well, who it could have got a bit uh, heated in there. I, I do apologise for every uh, comment I couldn't read out because they were coming thick and fast. And for those listening, uh, apologies um, that I couldn't read those out. But yeah, Connor, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, next time we play, you definitely come on as well. Um, but yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, didn't hear at the start, uh, your YouTube channel, where can people find that and what's it called? Oh, well, first of all, mate, thank you for having me on. Um, no yeah, I, I should have, I should have brought, like, I should, I should have brought backup with me, but sadly, I had no backup. <laughs> you um, did in the chat. You did in the chat. Yeah, I have a funny feeling John Moore in the chats a Liverpool player. <laughs> <thought. Yeah>, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Jamie Phillips as well was, but yeah, yeah and, and, and yeah, it, it, it didn't get too uh, aggressive, which I'm no. quite pleased about. Which no, I'm glad, I'm glad about that. But yeah, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on, mate. Uh, no I loved coming on and speaking. About the game, even though you know, if like I said, if it was 24 hours earlier, the fire would have been out. But no, I'm kidding. But look, uh, yeah, the COP Council YouTube, um, Twitter as well. Um, yeah, so Liverpool content, you know, of course, January's coming about, so all us content creators are coming up with those clickbait uh, titles for signings anyway, <laughs> just putting it out there. Um, but yeah, uh, Liverpool content, post match reactions, match previews signing videos as well and all that other good stuff as well so if you want to come and check us out then please do yeah definitely and all three of my panelists today their uh, twitter handles and youtube uh, uh uh links are in the description both on the uh, uh youtube uh, description and the podcast description uh tommy uh been on here so many times i can't count always a pleasure having you on uh where can people find you on youtube Cheers, my man. Yeah, as my uh, as the little at thing says there, Tommy talks ball. I want to say big up, big up to Connor 
uh, brave, brave coming on here, especially what nearly two hours. So uh, yeah. no, no, no. no. <laughs> Pretty, yeah, pretty unbiased Liverpool fan, I have to say. I'd love you on my channel for the for the reverse fixture at Anfield when we beat you for the reaction. That'd be. That'd be <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> no, that would be something. That would be something. That would be something. Uh, but um, no, uh, fantastic. Thanks for having me on, Chris. And yeah, Tommy talks about do something know. similar. I've actually got a Christmas quiz tomorrow, nine fifteen. Mine are always a little bit out there, a little bit funky. So if you've got time and your schedule, make sure you come over there and check. Check that out. Well, you're calling it a quick, calling it a Christmas. Spurs, as Brian Daigle knows, not all Spurs questions. Well, so, being that you're calling it a Christmas, Christmas quiz, knowing your quizzes, people should swat up on like summer holidays and stuff. And it won't be about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, check out Tommy's channel as well. That's in the description. And last, but no means least, Owen, uh, thanks so much for coming on on your debut. Uh, wanting you on for a little while. Uh, yeah, where can people find you on uh, uh, YouTube? Um, just Mr. Spurs. And I do like talking about, you know, my Spurs thoughts and, and playing games and have to say thank thank you for having me on. No problem, um, my pleasure. Yeah, Connor, I'll be uh, definitely subscribing to you because like I said, if, if I didn't support Spurs, more likely to support Liverpool. I'm from Northern Ireland, so there's only two teams that people support, Man United and Liverpool. So that's <laughs> easy to take. So I'll definitely be on uh, subscribing. Um, I'm looking forward to the, the game at Anfield. And that'll be that'll be a really good game for revenge for Liverpool and uh, having the club. But yeah, that's where, that's where you can find me, Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, Mr. Spurs, like I said, and uh, probably will try and get a profile of my face up because I think it's causing a bit of confusion. People don't know what I look like. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> that's why it's good doing these streams as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I'll be doing more. And um, next video should be up tomorrow, talking about my uh, my thoughts about the West Ham game. But yeah, thank you for having me on. And uh, it's always good to come on and give my opinions and views on, on things. Yeah, it's always good having different opinions and, and different yeah. fans and different clubs. Uh, yeah, all yeah. adds to that, uh, you know. Uh, you guys all know the stream is only as good as its guests. So that's why this one has been superb. Um, but yeah. Please hit the like, hit the subscribe. I do apologise to everyone in the comments that I couldn't read the comments out, and I do apologise for people who are listening to the podcast who won't get to see that. But you'll have to come onto YouTube and do it while you're there. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Hit the notification bell when you're there as well. Uh, and then go into the description, go to the Cop Council, go to Tommy Talks Ball, go to Mr Spurs, and hit the like, hit subscribe on their YouTube channels as well. Uh, I'm not sure when I'll be back. I am... Uh, was due to do one on Christmas Eve, uh, talking about the uh, West Ham game, the preview to the next one. But uh, I'm doing a, a kind of Vicar of Dibley for Christmas Eve, having two Christmas dinners. Cannot wait. And I can't remember. I don't know when I'm going for the first one. So I may not have time, but I'll be back after Christmas if not. But hopefully I'll be back Christmas Eve, uh, talking about the West Ham. Hopefully win and a preview to the next one. Um, but yeah, if not after Christmas. Until then, come on, you Spurs. And Liverpool. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. For everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments, before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions, or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>